0: Welcome to This Is Your Life with Michael Hyatt, where our goal is to help you win at work and succeed at life. My name's Michelle Kashat I'm your co-host today, and I'm sitting in the studio with Michael Hyatt. Hey there, Michael. Hey,
1: Michelle. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Good. Today, we're talking about one of our favorite tools. Probably not the top, but it's up there. It is. Called Twitter. Yes. Now, it's hard to believe, but Twitter has almost been around for 10 years. We're we're almost that at a 10-year anniversary. I know, it's crazy. Uh, it was founded in March of 2006, and it launched officially, from what I can, can tell, around the summer of 2006. Mm. So, so we are pretty close to hitting that 10-year anniversary. Now, you were like me. In the beginning, you thought it was, you know, how do I say it gently, like a colossal waste of time.
1: <laughs> I did. I, I was having uh, dinner with a friend of mine downtown Franklin, Mm -hmm. a friend of mine named Randy, and we were talking about uh, social media, which was still kind of new back Mm -hmm. in 2008. And he said, I've got to show you this thing that's a game changer. And so he pulls out his phone and he shows me Twitter and he explains it to me. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I was the CEO at Thomas Nelson. Um, And, you know, I, like everybody, had a very busy life and more to do than I could say grace over. And I said to Randy when he got done, I said, Randy, (laughs) that's stupid. I mean, I said, why, why, would I, why would I wouldn't spend my time doing that? I don't have time for that. And he said, no, no. He said, I'm telling you, it's a game changer. He said, this is going to mean a lot for your business. It's going to be a lot for the way that, I mean, a lot for the way that you promote authors mm-hmm. in the future. And he said, you've got to try it. He said, I'm just, I'm just asking you, just give it a test. And I said, okay, I like giving things a test. So, you know, I don't, I don't want to miss something. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay. And so what I did was I went home and I got um, my wife, Gail, and my daughters on Twitter, because I thought if I was following Mm -hmm. people that I cared about, maybe I would actually care about this stupid thing called Twitter, and I would see their tweets and Uh and all that. So that's how I started. And lo and behold, he
0: was right. (laughs) It was a game changer for me. And look at it for you now. I mean, you have, I don't remember how many thousands you have on Twitter, but it's like some crazy number. How, how, if if you could quantify it, how big of a part has Twitter played in your current success in your career?
1: I would say quite a bit, because long before I was using Facebook, I mean Facebook, frankly, uh, drives more traffic to my blog today than Twitter. But uh, but that wasn't always the case. In fact, that was just that's recently become the case. But prior to that, it was Twitter. Okay, and that's where I really engaged with people uh, more so even than my blog, but. Yeah, I think it's been a huge part of my success.
0: Well, for those of you who are listening or watching today, it's not too late for you to utilize Twitter. Some of you have a Twitter account, but you just really don't know how to leverage it to its maximum potential. Several of you have been using it for years, but you can still amp it up just another step. So today we're going to talk about um, your top 12 hacks for getting more Twitter followers. So I'm looking forward to this. For me personally, to see how it's kind of changed over time and how um, you would suggest that we can amp up our Twitter followers to double our reach. Okay. What's the first one? Well,
1: let me just say one of the reasons I do like Twitter as -hmm. compared to Facebook, like I I use Facebook, but I don't really like it. And people will disagree hearing that, but I don't like it because it throttles the number of people that actually see my posts, Mm -hmm. right? And that's maddening. Twitter doesn't do that. Yeah, it's
0: more, there's more freedom. So you put it out there and as many people as want can see it. That's
1: right. It's going to go to everybody who's Mm -hmm. following me. That doesn't mean everybody will see it, but uh, everybody that wants to see it can see it, which is not true with Facebook. Okay, so back to hacks. Uh, Okay. The first one, show your face. I see newbies making this mistake all the time. They get on Twitter. They use that uh, default egg symbol. Yes. And nothing screams newbie like that. So you know, this is social media. It needs to be social. And before it can be social, it has to be personal. So upload your avatar or yes. your photograph. Um, and, and I think it, it should be one. I, I have some real thoughts about this, okay? So I don't think it should be a, a goofy photo. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it should be a stiff, kind of uh, overly professional photo. I think it needs to be a warm photo that's professional that shows that you're approachable, that you're the kind of person that other people would want to be friends with.
0: You know, another interesting uh, suggestion would be, I know some people that tried to do a photo that's like half their body, and so their head mm. is like <laughs> really yeah. tiny. But get a good headshot. You know, have a picture that's truly your head so people can kind of see you. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And and for people that are trying to build a personal brand online, it's essential to get a professional one. Yes. Get one that that best represents you as your friends experience you. Because we've all seen that photograph that um, that is taken of somebody that we know and then we uh, meet them or it's somebody we don't know and we meet them and we go, oh my gosh, that does not look anything like the photo. <laughs> you know, is that like your high school graduation picture?
0: So true. <laughs> I don't, I'm sitting here wondering if anybody thinks that about me, but okay, <laughs> moving on. Show your face is the first hack. Which number two?
1: Uh, this is to create an interesting bio. I think Twitter allows 160 characters, so they're mm-hmm. a little more generous than they are in their posts. Mm-hmm. But you need to be thoughtful about that. What would be relevant from somebody who's checking you out and trying to decide if they're gonna follow you, okay? So for example, in mine, uh, the first thing I say at the time we're recording this is author of the New York Times bestseller platform Get noticed in a mm-hmm. Noisy World. So I wanna kind of furnish social proof, You know, whatever that may be, you know, it may be your position. It may be a book that you've written. It may be some other accomplishment. But to lead with that so that people can automatically peg you. They're going to do it fast. Mm -hmm. So to immediately position you as an authority or a helpful resource or whatever it is you're trying to communicate, be thoughtful about that. You only have a few characters to do it, so Mm -hmm. be thoughtful.
0: I usually take the approach of having... Something professional, something personal. Yeah, that's You know, marrying good. those two together so they see some of your real-life stuff, you know, something about you yeah. personally, and then something professionally, so that way it has a little warmth with your brand.
1: Well, and some people are really good at being witty.
0: Oh, yes, that's true. And, <laughs> and
1: if that's you, great. Because the key thing is to communicate not only the social authority, but personality, a little bit of what people can expect By following you.
0: And it doesn't hurt to get some input on that from your friends or team or whoever. Yeah. All right. So show your face. Create an interesting bio. What's the third hack?
1: The third one is to create a custom about page. And here's what I mean by that. Uh, Twitter allows you to link back to any URL that you want to. It could Mm -hmm. be your homepage. A lot of people do that. It could be your about page. Okay. But mostly people want to know about you. That's the first thing they want to know about. So what I do is I link to a specific custom about page. It could be, for example, michaelheit.com forward slash Twitter, or it could be about underline Twitter. It could be whatever you want to call it. But it's a custom page where you could start that about page by saying something like, hey, thanks for following me from Twitter.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So this isn't just your about page on your blog. It's a completely separate page that is attached to your blog, but it's purely right. for those that link over I mean, from
1: Twitter. I mean, 95% of it can be uh, what you post on your About page, but you can do more of a custom greeting,
0: Mm-kay. or you
1: can tailor it in other ways that might be more relevant to a Twitter audience than, than the general public.
0: And that's not hard to do at all. No, All right, Easy. so use a custom About page, the fourth hack.
1: The fourth hack is you've got to make your Twitter presence visible.
0: Okay. So,
1: for example, it ought to be on your blog. You know, if you've got a blog, then make it easy for people to connect with you. So, for example, in the upper right-hand corner of my blog, which is the most prominent, dominant web space on any blog or any website, that's where people's uh, eyes, at least in the West, go to first. And so uh, up there, I've got a Facebook icon, I've got a Twitter icon, and I have a Periscope icon. And so people can connect with me. Those are the three main social media channels that I'm currently using. Okay. And so people can check on Twitter and go immediately to my Twitter profile page. Um, I would also make it visible, though, and mine is visible down in the posts on my blog. So that if you want to tweet out a link, you know, I make it easy for people to do that, to link to my blog posts. Uh, There's also ways to connect with me on the sidebar. So make it easy for people. Put it in your email signature. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, I can't remember if I do this now, but at one time I had it on my business card. So,
0: I do. I do have you? it on my business card. I have it on my email signature and on my business card. Great. Uh, just to have it as many places as possible. Yep. Well, a lot of times when I'm at a speaking engagement, people want to connect with me online and I don't have time to write it down for everybody, so I can just hand them the card.
1: Well, that's a, that's another thing that's really helpful if you'll mention it at speaking engagements or if you're the kind of person that gets to do interviews on television mm-hmm. or you're doing your podcast or whatever, whatever you think is relevant to get the visibility. And obviously you can't uh, have too many calls to action in mm-hmm. any one medium. Mm-hmm. That's why, for example, at the end of the podcast, we do the one thing that we want people to do, which is to go to iTunes and rate the podcast. Yes. Or uh, I direct people often back to my main site because I can find my podcast, my Twitter account, Instagram, everything else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, um, but put it in those prominent locations so people can connect.
0: It's very easy at the end of a speaking engagement to have one slide on yes. your PowerPoint with... Just those couple of contact points. Yep. All right. So make your Twitter presence visible. And number five?
1: Number five, and this is perhaps the most important, is to share valuable content. A huge mistake that people make when they get on Twitter is they make it too self promotional.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're constantly. Oh, I see that all
0: the time. It's oh. such a turnoff.
1: Yeah. They're constantly talking about their products or they want you to buy this or the deal of the day or whatever it is. But by the way, you can do some of that. Mm-hmm. No question. But people are following you because they want your content. And if you're somebody, for example, who's a curator, and by that I mean somebody who is kind of out, and this is the language I use, out foraging for your tribe. Mm -hmm. So I I kind of think of myself as, I'm gonna go out into the forest, (laughs) I'm gonna find the best articles on leadership, on personal development, on influence, on the things that I write about. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna pull those back and I'm gonna put those into my Twitter feed so that people see me as a a, as a valuable curator of content so they may not have time to do all the reading that i do i mean Mm -hmm. i do that professionally Mm -hmm. so every morning i did it this morning every morning when i get up and i'm reading through my news feeds and i'm looking at different email newsletters and all that if i see a link i'm going to put that in my twitter feed Mm -hmm. because i want people to associate the content that i have to provide with something valuable something generous so that when i do something that's promotional they're paying attention. They've mm-hmm. all, they're already trusting me. They already see me as a valuable source of uh, input.
0: All right, so be a curator for content. Um, share valuable content with your audience. What is the sixth hack?
1: Well, this is kind of interesting and is different on Twitter than it is on Facebook, but that is to post frequently but without flooding your followers. Okay, Okay. now here's what I mean by that. Um, I typically post on Twitter about 12 to 13 times a day. Okay, so that for me, with my audience is about right. Okay. I've posted more than that and I've got complaints and I, I can certainly post less than that. People don't usually complain about that. But I think I'm missing the opportunity because the way that Twitter works is people aren't just sitting in front of their screen watching, mm-hmm. it, right? So the stream is going by and you're gonna connect with the people that happen to be watching at that particular point. Mm-hmm. So even in my case where I've got, as we're sitting here, 260,000 followers, only a small fraction of the, those people are watching the Twitter feed at any one time. Yes. So I can uh, afford to uh, repost something that I posted earlier in the day because now it's a t- completely different audience. You know, different people in the building, yes. so to speak. Mm-hmm. The other thing, though, and I see a lot of people make this mistake. Like, let's say in the morning that I'm reading through my news feeds and reading through the newspapers online, and let's say that I find 12 articles that I want to share with my followers, okay? What is a huge mistake is just to post those one after another mm-hmm. on Twitter and then think I'm, I'm done for the day. That floods your it's Twitter followers. An, it's
0: just annoying, let's just say. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's annoying. It's very annoying when you see, well, I've seen that before where somebody will just fill up the entire feed with like 20 posts back oh, to back. It's I'm like a machine gun. i it all out.
1: It's like a machine gun spray, you know? Mm-hmm. So what I do is I use uh, a technology called Buffer. I do too. A Buffer app. It's one of my
0: favorite apps.
1: It's, it's fantastic. It's very simple to use. But the premise behind it is you load all your tweets into Buffer, mm-hmm. and then it releases them throughout the day according to a predetermined schedule that yes. you set up. Yes. That schedule can be anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can set as many or as little as you yeah. want.
1: So I, I typically uh, post something about once an hour. Mm-hmm. But the time I dedicate to Twitter is less than 20 minutes a day.
0: Mm-hmm. Me too. I'm on there very, very rarely because buffers really freak me yep. up. So I go through my content, just like you do, go through, find content that fits with my audience, fill up my buffer, and it takes care yep, of it throughout the day.
1: Then, then the other times that I'm on Twitter, I'm actually engaging with people, yes. i reading the replies and all mm-hmm. that, but I'm not... Uh, I'm I'm not loading up my Buffer account throughout the day. I I forget about it or I get busy and I just wouldn't do it.
0: It's also helpful for those who are traveling or going to be in an all-day meeting and all those different things because it is working for you when you're doing something else. Yep. All right. Exactly. So, so far we've talked about six of the 12 Twitter hacks to help you double your reach. Those are Show Your Face, Number two, create an interesting bio. Number three, use a custom about page. Number four, make your Twitter presence visible. The fifth hack is share valuable content, so important. Number six, post frequently without flooding your followers. We have six more coming up, but stick with us. We'll be right back.
1: Has this ever happened to you? You write a list of goals with the best of intentions. You're excited, motivated for a few weeks, and then life gets in the way. You get distracted or discouraged. You stop moving toward what really inspires you. If you want to achieve what matters most, traditional goal setting will only get you so far. What you need is a proven plan. Well, I've got a proven plan, and I'd like to share it with you. I've just released a brand new free video series entitled Design Your Life And in this three-part video series, I share my proven system to stop drifting and finally achieve your best year ever. It starts by helping you answer three simple but powerful questions that will put you back in the driver's seat. And it shows you how to literally map your entire year on paper so you know how to get where you want to go without getting lost along the way. To get access to design your life, just go to bestyourever.me and enter your email address in the space provided. If you're tired of making goals but not achieving them, don't miss your chance to discover how to stop drifting and start making meaningful progress in your life. Sign up today at bestyourever.me.
0: Today we're talking about how to double your reach, especially when it comes to Twitter. So Michael is sharing his top 12 Twitter hacks, regardless of where you fall on the spectrum of Twitter users, you can definitely take your game to the next level here and double your reach. We've given you six of those hacks, we're now getting ready to tackle the last six. So let's dive right in, Michael. What's number seven?
1: Number seven is to keep your tweets short enough to retweet.
0: I make this mistake all the time. Okay, so the, se-
1: <laughs> the secret to getting more followers on Twitter, okay. this is how I built my follower count, is you, you have to have good content, mm-hmm. right? So we already talked about that. you got to have great content. And so much so that people want to retweet it. So in other words, they're going to introduce you to their audience that you don't have access to. Mm-hmm. Now, there'll probably be some overlap. Like, you you and I probably have some overlap on oh, our yes, follower so count. Oh, yes, Absolutely. But if you retweet me, and I've noticed you're not doing that as much recently.
0: Oh, no. Oh, guess what I'll be doing this afternoon when we wrap up. No, but when
1: you, but when you retweet me, uh-huh. all the people that aren't following me are also seeing that tweet. It's like
0: making an introduction. That's right. It's almost like I'm saying, hi, meet my friend Michael.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm. But if I take all 140 characters to do my tweet, yes. then for you to repost it, it's a little bit different now because there's this retweet feature, mm-hmm. Okay, but not everybody knows how to use that. So if I, if I quote you, that's that's actually what Twitter calls it, a quote yes. feature. If I quote you, it could be 140 characters and I can tack on an introduction on the front of it, but not that many people use it. Mm-hmm. Most people are just going to use the standard old retweet. Mm-hmm. And so here's what you got to do. You got to take 140 characters. You've got to subtract the length of your name.
0: Your Twitter handle.
1: Your Twitter handle. Okay. Plus the, you know, the uh, at sign mm-hmm. plus a space. Okay. So you got to be able to Remove that. So I know, for example, that I really, to accommodate my name, I really only have 117 characters.
0: Because once you add at Michael Hyatt and the space on top of it, that's right.
1: That takes all you up have the left. additional. That's all mm-hmm. you have left. So I always, always, always make sure that my tweets are not longer than 117 characters. Okay. So they can be easily retweeted. Last time I checked, I get retweeted about 303 times a day. Wow. And that gets me in front of all these audiences.
0: It's just all, it's it's like having 300 introductions. That's right. Yeah, it's so great. But you got to
1: make it easy for people because if I have to edit your tweet and try to cut it down or use abbreviations, it's just just too much work.
0: (laughs) Okay. Make it easy. Good advice. Keep your tweets short enough to retweet. Number eight.
1: Reply to others publicly. Now here's why. I used to do a lot of uh, DMing, you know, direct messaging. Mm -hmm. And... First of all, I followed back everybody that followed me. Mm -hmm. That got overwhelming. Mm -hmm. First of all, I I got a ton of spam. And second of all, I didn't want everybody to have that kind of access to me, to be honest. And when I would answer them, it wouldn't benefit anybody but the person I answered. So I said, by the way, this is crazy, and you can read about it on my blog, but I unfollowed over 100,000 people at one time.
0: I'm so glad I made the cut. (laughs) <laughs> that was a And
1: uh, so I I used a, a robot to go in and just systematically. It took about three days unfollowed people, and I thought I'd get a lot of grief. I did get some grief, but not that much. But I unfollowed everybody because I didn't want that much. I, I couldn't I couldn't focus on that many people.
0: Well, and you couldn't be strategic about who you were following. That's right. And so you were missing all kinds of content because there were a hundred thousand post that you were trying to weed through, which you can't do. And you just can't Until do it. you missed all kinds of important content.
1: But the most important thing, the most important reason and why I decided to do this because I changed my strategy. I said, I'm not, I'm no longer gonna re- reply privately. You know, I, I do some, but I'm gonna re- reply publicly because this gives me an opportunity to help more than the mm-hmm. person who's answering the, asking the question. Because usually if somebody from my followers is asking a question, it's usually a question that a lot of other people have that they just haven't voiced. <laughs> So I take the opportunity to answer them publicly, and I think it helps more people.
0: It makes it an open dialogue, almost like a forum.
1: Well, and plus, here's the other thing about it. Uh, I had people saying to me when I was following everybody, they say, you know, we've noticed that you're not very social. You don't really engage with people. Well, what they didn't see was that I was engaging with everybody, but it was behind the curtain. Mm -hmm. So now Mm -hmm. I'm doing it in the public space, uh, in terms of replying to people. And so now it looks like I'm actually being social.
0: Which I have to tell you, I actually look for that in people that I follow. I look and see how much, how engaged they are. I, I'm so drawn to people who are willing to connect and we yep. can't do it always face to face. But I look for people and I follow people that aren't afraid to engage and connect.
1: Yeah, and and that that is important. And I think some people say, well, should I reply to every mention? Well,
0: it's not possible. It's not possible.
1: No. Now, in the early days, I could. And mm-hmm. I think in the early days, it's possible. But I, I, I learned this principle from Andy Stanley, who is the pastor of a really large church. Mm-hmm. Now, you can imagine a really large church. Uh, every time somebody gets married, they would love for Andy to preside at their wedding, mm-hmm. right? He said, if I did that, there, there's more weddings in my church than there are days in the year. <laughs> so I, I can't do that for everybody. Mm-hmm. But he said, what I try to do is I do for one which I what I wished I could do for everyone. So in other words, he takes a representative sampling. It doesn't, you know, the, the alternative is, well, I just don't do weddings. No, I he you says, think- I handpick a few mm-hmm. and I do a few weddings. I do for a few what I wish I could do for everybody. And so the same thing is, is true for me in Twitter. I can't reply to over 300 uh, retweets a day. Mm-hmm. What I can do is I can pick a few of those and really reply and really engage. And I, I, I enjoy doing it. I just don't have
0: yes, time I to do enjoy all, doing all of it. it too. But I've had to do the same where I reply to some, but I can't reply to yeah. all. All right. So after you reply to others publicly, what's another one of your top Twitter hacks?
1: Yeah, this one is to practice strategic but not aggressive following. Now, Twitter, in their uh, terms and conditions, defines aggressive following as you can get robots and uh-huh. all this to just follow people in the hopes that that will follow you back. So, for example, you could say, "Okay, I just I just want to go through a follower count using a robot, robot and I want to find all the people that uh, that are leadership kinds of people, or that follow leadership experts. Like I could I could target all of John Maxwell's followers, mm-hmm. for example, and just follow all of them, <clears throat> believing that those people would be interested in my content. And Twitter says that's aggressive following. Okay. Okay. So that's like off limits. Um, I do know somebody that got their Twitter account shut down.
0: Because of For that? doing
1: that. And I know there's a lot more that I don't know that have had that same experience. So you can't can engage in aggressive following. So It's an attempt to game the system and you will be shut down if you And I think do that. That even
0: the motive or the, the drive behind it isn't accomplishing what you think no. it is. I mean, really the purpose of it's a Twitter. is spammy. It is spammy. The purpose of Twitter is to create um, mutually beneficial connections yep. to serve each other. When you start doing it, it becomes all about the number which I think is self-defeating. You think it's helpful, it's really not. Well, it's
1: not. And, and you know, in, in full disclosure, I, I did try it in the early days for a while. Mm-hmm. I tried the aggressive following and it just it just didn't feel right to me. Mm-hmm. And actually a friend of mine called me on it and just said, you know, I think that's spammy. Mm. And I said, ah, you know what, I think you're right. So I stopped doing it. Good. Um, but you gotta be strategic in who you follow. So I'm very deliberate. It takes me a lot of deliberation before I add somebody, for before I follow somebody. And I'll get these requests, you probably do too. All the time on Twitter where somebody said, I'd really appreciate a follow, or I followed you, would you follow me back? Well, no, I won't. Pretty
0: much every time somebody says that to me, uh, hi Michelle, I'd like you to follow me back, my, I never follow. Yeah.
1: Because that's, that's
0: just not the right approach. Because what not- I really
1: want to say, like if I were on the honest planet, and I'm a little ornery this way, but if I were on the honest planet, what I would say is, well, why don't you post something interesting? And then I would follow you back. Mm-hmm. But right now, you haven't given me a reason to follow you back other than you've asked me.
0: Well, it sounds very, uh, it, it, it sounds spammy. I mean, it sounds outright spammy. It sounds very conditional. In other words, I want you to do something for yeah. me. And I, I just, we're about serving. I, I really think the best leaders, the ones that are making the biggest difference are all about serving their audience, not taking. Totally. And so when somebody says, I follow you, now follow me back, uh, it makes it very clear to me that they're not about serving the needs of their yep. audience. They're about giving.
1: By, by the way, um, this brings up a pet peeve of mine that doesn't fit neatly in anything else we're going to talk about. Oh, let's
0: we'll talk about it anyway. But hey, it's my show I'm going to talk about. It. Um, <laughs> Go for it.
1: One of the things that drives me crazy is when people ask me to retweet them.
0: Oh, yes. Me? <laughs> Please retweet. <laughs> right with you.
1: Here's the thing about it is, if you ask people to retweet you, they will. I mean, not, not everybody, but some people will. You'll get more retweets if you ask than if you don't. But the reason I won't retweet people, like I get these um, charity cases a lot where people say, you know, I'm trying to raise money for such and oh, yes. such. Or, you know, this person needs a kidney transplant. Could you retweet this? Well, first of all, for me to verify that that's legitimate, this sounds cold hearted.
0: But you have to, because there's to. a lot of. Um, really left field requests out there that aren't even real. That's right.
1: They're not even legit. And Mm -hmm. they're asking me to put my stamp of approval, Mm -hmm. which I'm saying essentially, implicitly to my followers, look, I've investigated this. This is legit. Mm -hmm. And go you know, support this person. I'm just not going to do that. And especially when somebody asks me that, like I get this one a lot too, is like I, I wrote this blog post that I thought you'd be interested in. Would you please retweet it? Or I wrote this blog post I thought you'd be interested in. Would you please read it? Now, occasionally I'll do that. But... That's not the best way to get Mm -mm. an attention of another The
0: best way is to write some amazing content and um, do share some incredible tweets that people automatically want to do. I mean, that's really where our attention is better spent, is being somebody that creates just top-level content. That's right.
1: Totally. Absolutely.
0: All right. Good advice here. Okay, so we want to practice strategic, not aggressive following. That was the ninth hack. What is number 10?
1: Number 10 is to be generous in linking and in retweeting other people. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think this is just uh, a good practice, but I think it's also a way for you to give back and to really add value to your followers. Yes. So I try to provide lots of links. Most of the stuff that I post on Twitter is links to other people's content, not my own. Now I do, you know, fair amount of posting of my own content Mm -hmm. too. I don't consider that promotional, by the way. Uh, Like when I'm, if I'm promoting a product and I tweet a link to that, I consider that promotional. But if I'm linking to a blog post I've written.
0: It's free content. You're just it's giving free content. it away. Yeah. I'm giving it away. Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, to link to other people's stuff is even more generous. And so yes. I do a fair bit of that. Or if I've if I've read something that I particularly agree with or somebody mm-hmm. said it well, then I'm just going to retweet that.
0: You know, one person who's very generous online is Ray Edwards, our friend oh, Ray. Oh my gosh, yeah. He's so generous and he's always finding ways to yep. affirm people that are in similar careers or similar circles as him. And he does so publicly. And I mean, he just, he loves to just affirm publicly other people. He does. He's So generous that way.
1: Dave Ramsey's like that too. Dave's retweeted me several times and, and I'm always grateful mm-hmm. for it because he didn't know it to me. And I just think, uh, you know, it endears me to him. And that's one of the values of... Uh, retweeting is that it does create, and you've got to be careful you don't manipulate this, but it does create a kind of reciprocity Mm -hmm. where people feel like, oh, that that Ray Edwards is always retweeting my stuff. I wonder if I could just retweet him or Mm -hmm. link to something he's posted online which I do with Ray. Now, I do that with Ray because his content is so stinking good. Yeah,
0: I know. He has such great content. But
1: I also feel a little bit of a debt because he's so generous yes. in promoting my stuff.
0: Well, that's what happens when we serve others. It's, that's right. It multiplies. Yep. Serving creates this multiplication factor. Now, we don't serve to get something back. Then it's not really serving right. somebody else. But,
1: yeah, I got to be careful. But
0: it does, um, yeah, it does trigger that multiplication where you just want yep. to do something in response. Okay, be generous in linking and retweeting others. Number 11,
1: Number 11 is avoid too much promotion. Now, I, I believe in something, I called it uh, in my book platform, Get Noticed in a Noisy World, I called it the one or 20 to one rule, which means that for every 20 bits of content you put out, mm-hmm. you know every 20 deposits you make at the bank, you can make one withdrawal. That's how I think of it, deposit withdrawal. Now, I don't know if that ratio is right. I don't even know if I practice that ratio anymore. But I do know this, you got to give a lot more than you receive. Okay. You gotta you gotta uh, offer up a lot more than you expect in return. So make sure that your promotion is a minimal amount of what you're doing online in, in general, but particularly on Twitter. You just you you can't become one of those accounts. It's nothing but a spam account.
0: Yeah, we are in we are a culture that's inundated with commercials. I yep. mean, we watch TV, and now there's more commercials than there are television programs. You know, all of this, and we just we get very tuned out to yeah. that at some point. So being cautious. And we may have to reevaluate at times, right? And do kind of a check and balance.
1: We we do, and I think that's where our family, friends, staff, people that love us can say, "Hey, you probably need to dial this back."
0: Yeah, even our followers sometimes can give us good advice. They
1: can, but we have to be careful too, because I, I do think there are some people that are just have they're hyper allergic to any promotion. Sure. <laughs> and they think if you promote anything, that somehow you've you know sold out.
0: Mm-hmm. And I just
1: want to say, you know, why don't you unfollow me? Yeah. Because the truth is, this is a business, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be promoting some stuff Mm -hmm. from time to time. I I like to believe that I give more than I receive. I give tons of free content. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you're just so allergic to promotion that you get upset when I do that, then I'm not the guy to follow.
0: Yeah. And that's okay. I won't be offended. (laughs) That's good to know. I'm still going to follow you, by the way.
1: Uh, (laughs) Thank
0: you. Okay. What's the final Twitter hack?
1: Uh, Don't use an autoresponder.
0: Oh, say that one again. (laughs) Yeah. Don't
1: use an autoresponder. And- I used to do this in the early days. There's
0: still people that do. I know. I like, thanks it. for
1: following me. You might enjoy this post or whatever. Yeah. It's, you can just tell it's a bot. Um, so don't do that. Uh, I do use automated tools like Buffer we've uh-huh. talked about. Uh, we use something on my blog called CoSchedule. Do you mm-hmm. use this? No, I don't use CoSchedule. Co-S- CoSchedule is Awesome. Oh,
0: no. Here's what it does. No, so it fits into
1: to. your WordPress blog and you write a post and then you can say, okay, I wanna promote this on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, LinkedIn, whatever. Uh-huh. And you can actually schedule within the post those social media posts and when they're gonna happen. Okay. Okay? So you can put a whole schedule. I mean, it's really, really simple. All
0: right, I'm adding it to my list okay. of things Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I'm not talking about doing away with all automated posting. But it needs to still be personal. It still needs to be thoughtful. You know, it doesn't just need to to feel like a robot.
0: I think there's a difference between auto-responders and auto-scheduling or auto-posting. The responder, it's almost simulating you having an interaction with a person, which seems very, very deceptive. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you're just sharing content, for some reason that doesn't seem the same. So it's okay.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think that the auto-responders I've seen and have regrettably used in the past, they're sort of um, uh, trying to pose as though they were a personal communication. Yes,
0: and that to me just seems so disingenuous. Like
1: when you're DMing people Mm -hmm. and... Yeah, mm-hmm. that's not good.
0: Well, what I love about our conversation today is, as you've given us these uh, 12 Twitter hacks, is you've made some mistakes too. Not oh to point gosh. that out, but Absolutely. let me point that out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But all of us have. I mean, this whole you know social media is always evolving. We're learning how to leverage the tools better all the time. So it's good to know that you've made some mistakes and you've modified made some yep. changes. And you're no worse for it. You're better for it. Better and, for it. And you're able to leverage this tool better even now. So for those of you who are listening today, if you've made some of those mistakes, it's okay. You're in good company. Um, But hopefully these 12 Twitter hacks will help you um, double your reach as soon as possible. I'm going to walk through them one last time. One, show your face. Two, create an interesting bio. Three, use a custom about page. Four, make your Twitter presence visible. Five, share valuable content six posts frequently without flooding your followers, seven, keep your tweets short enough to retweet, eight, reply to others publicly, nine, practice strategic, not aggressive following, 10, be generous in linking and retweeting others, 11, avoid too much promotion, and 12, please Don't use an autoresponder. Well, those are our 12 Twitter hacks for today. I hope you have a lot of fun putting those into practice. Um, If you've enjoyed today's episode, you can find the show notes as well as an entire transcript of everything we've talked about at michaelhyatt.com. In addition, you can find the video if you'd rather watch this conversation at michaelhyatt.com as well. But do me a favor before you go, take 30 seconds, head over to iTunes and rate this program. It's critical for us. We are so appreciative of every person who takes the time to rate the program. Some of you have left comments. We see those and notice those as well, and we're so incredibly grateful. Uh, do you have any final comments before we go?
1: You know, not much, but I did think as you were summarizing the points that almost all this applies to Facebook too. Mm-hmm. So if that's your social media <clears throat> channel of choice, you know, just apply this, reframe this just a little bit, but you can use this in Facebook too.
0: Great. Great advice, thank you. Well, thank you again for joining us today. Until next time, remember, your life, your one and only life is a gift. Now go make it count.